0: Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us. In this segment, we're going to be speaking with Dr. Barbara Shin Cunningham from Carnegie Mellon University as professor and director of Carnegie Mellon Neuroscience Institute. She's going to talk about the common condition of speech and noise difficulty. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Barbara Shin Cunningham.
1: It's my pleasure. I'm delighted to be here.
0: Well, a bit of your professional background briefly.
1: Sure. I studied as an electrical engineer, um, went to Brown University as an undergrad, then went to MIT for both my master's and PhDs in electrical engineering. And I thought I was going to be actually a, a computer scientist, but I'm also a musician uh, for fun. And there were people at MIT studying the sense of hearing mm-hmm. as electrical engineers. And I fell in love with that idea and kind of shifted my whole life to become an auditory
0: neuroscientist. Let us in on what speech in noise hearing difficulty actually is,
1: yeah, so a lot of times when you're talking like right now one on one, you don't really have a lot of difficulty understanding the person you're talking to, mm-hmm. um, and that that is you know common, but it's not the most common situation. A lot of times when you're in a social setting, there's people all around you and there's other noises going on in the background, and they're all competing all of that sound adds up before it ever enters your ear and that really presents a problem for the brain the pr- brain has to figure out how to separate the sound that it wants to to analyze and pay attention to from all the other surrounding sounds so that that situation that kind of social situation in a coffee shop at uh, at a party at a loud sporting event Those kinds of situations really challenge hearing in ways that one-on-one conversations don't. And that's the problem of understanding speech and noise. And it seems like anything that goes wrong with the hearing system, whether it's kind of a peripheral sensory loss or a more central cognitive problem, it shows up in situations where you're trying to hear in a noisy background, a speech and noise problem.
0: So under normal circumstances, this is not that difficult a thing you know you're standing in a party you're talking with someone and you can actually have a conversation with them even though there are other things going on in the background you hear the dishes you know in the background from the waiters but it doesn't overtake your your mind as far as the conversation the difficulty comes in when you can't distinguish is that is that correct you can't distinguish so that you can carry on a conversation with a person in that environment yeah.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. So, But hearing tends to get worse the older you get. Mm-hmm. And um, until very recently, there was no way to correct problems with hearing, up till now at least. Um, hearing just gets worse and worse, and it gets harder and harder. And when I hit around age 40, I personally started to have trouble in situations where there were background noises myself. That's one of the reasons I started studying that problem more in more depth. Um, but yeah, a young adult who has really good hearing can be in that kind of situation and be listening to pretty much any one of the things going on around them, whatever they're most interested in in that moment. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, as your hearing sense, sensation gets worse, you really start to have trouble. And it really is just what you described. It's it's almost like taking off glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wear glasses and take them off and are trying to look at something, the scene is suddenly no longer clear. And it's hard to focus on any one thing or make sense of the details, even though you can tell some things there, You can't analyze it in detail, and you can't pull out very easily the thing you're interested in may not may not separate from the other things perceptually, like it does when you have nice clear edges because the the scene on your retina is really crisp. Mm -hmm. That same sort of thing can happen in hearing. The loss of sensory representation can make the auditory scene almost fuzzy, and that really impairs your ability to pull out the thing you want to listen to from the other things um the, people with hearing loss for instance often will say you know wearing a hearing aid is really great if i'm in a conversation like this this one on one situation but if i put it in while i'm at a, at a restaurant all it does is make the dishes sound louder mm.
0: what is it what's physically going on in the ear i mean to say as we age it, it's a pretty broad stroke but yeah. what specifically is going on within the ear to cause the speech and noise difficulty
1: yeah Up until about 15 years ago, everyone thought the answer was that there was a loss of one particular kind of cell in the ear, the outer hair cells and the inner hair cells. And I say we used to think that was the problem, um, but it never quite explained everything. So let me just explain that, which is kind of the standard hearing loss. And then I can tell you why things changed 15 years ago. So um, when you hear, the sound gets into your ear and it's these hair cells that are the sensory cells. They, they physically move. And when they physically move in response to the physical vibrations of sound, they turn that vibration into signals going into the brain. So they encode the sound that's reaching your ear and send that signal to the brain. And some of the cells are especially important, the, the, the outer hair cells, um, because what they do is not just vibrate in response to sound, they're part of a little network that acts like an amplifier, like like a speaker, like a like a microphone. They literally take this little vibrations and make them bigger, which allows you to hear sound that would have been too quiet to hear without that amplification, just like a microphone. Um, so those outer hair cells are super important for being able to hear things at low sound intensity levels. And when they die, they have they don't naturally regenerate. So that's the kind of hearing loss that people had studied forever and that we're really, you know, hearing aids are designed to deal with and that's really really important but it isn't the only kind of hearing loss that happens. About 15 years ago there was a discovery that before the outer hair cells die off, before you get hearing loss that we've been studying for forever, there's a loss that is a different kind of loss there's a loss in the number of nerve fibers coming out of the ear that respond. So the amplification of these outer hair cells may still be intact, but they don't connect to as many wires into the brain. And because the hearing system really requires this really exquisite, precise, pristine, clean representation, losing some of these auditory nerve fibers is what can lead to kind of a fuzziness in the representation. It's not a fuzziness like an edge on the retina exactly, but it's a fuzziness in time. Mm. What happens is these nerve fibers normally that are conveying sound upstream, up to the brain, downstream to, downstream to the brain, rather, um, they're really, really temporally precise, but any one of them is only kind of precise. The way the brain really gets temporal information is by combining a whole bunch of nerve fibers that are almost the same and combining them to get an even more precise representation than any one. So losing even, you know, a small number of these fibers just reduces the temporal precision of the sound getting to the brain.
0: Well, with just that out to be super, Yeah,
1: sorry. And and I was just going to add that just turns out to be super important for for being able to figure out what one sound is and how it differs from other sounds around it that temporal precision. That's kind of a key element of how we hear and what we hear.
0: Let's talk a bit about autonomy's recent OTO 413 phase 2a data. How is that significant? How does the therapy work?
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So here's where I'm not a biologist. I can tell you about why it matters. Up until now, we haven't had a way to regenerate the outer hair cells or these nerves. And both of these kinds of hearing loss are responsible for the hearing problems people have as they age. but because these neither the outer hair cells, the inner hair cells, nor the nerves uh, regenerate naturally, when they die off, you just get worse and worse and worse. So autonomy's drug treats that by changing, by encouraging these cells to regrow. And that is that is a fundamental shift because it's a game changer for treatment of hearing loss.
0: Give us a website where our listeners can learn more.
1: Yeah, so it's www dot slash dietrich which is d-i-e-t-r-i-c-h slash psychology slash shin the beginning of my name s-h-i-n-n and that will take you to my website which talks about perception and speech and noise and the kinds of research we do
0: Doctor, it's been a pleasure speaking with you lots of great information and hopefully you'll come back and uh, speak with us again
1: I I hope to. It's been a real delight. Thank you so much,
0: Neil. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Barbara Shin Cunningham. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.